Trauma to Testimony encompasses the proclamation of the truth and narratives of believers who have endured trauma and shook up their pain and purposely walk daily in their victories, giving God their yes. We are standing and affirming Revelation 12, 11 on this podcast. Listen, the surrender, the resurrection, overcoming trauma, the becoming better, the inner work you have to do, all heavy. Join me each week as we dissect the walk of faith we take as Christian women who have endured some of life's pain and struggles. We will dive into having the hard conversations to grow a deeper relationship with God. This right here is from my girls who have endured trauma but have a lot of Jesus. Welcome back to the Trauma to Testimony podcast. This is your girl, Tony, and I am so excited to be here with you this week to dive into some healing and growing around just, you know, getting this walk together with overcoming our trauma and walking into our healing testimony. So this week, we are continuing our reconciliation series. I'm telling you... (laughs) God said it ain't done until it's done because it's so much that God has still been revealing to me about reconciliation. And I love it because it's the beauty of just the Lord, you know, going in depth for me. It's 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 the deep for me. It's the OK, I'm going to provide context along the way. And I just love how the Lord just works through our obedience, because I don't know if I spoke about this last week, but this series has been stretching me in my own um, healing journey. And I'm learning that the Lord does things um, through us, especially the ministry through us um, before we do the ministry or as we're called to these different places um, to minister to others, um, that God will ensure that we understand the message, ensure that we understand the healing through it and that we get the healing through it. Because, you know, that's something that I preach, get the help that you need. So I love that the Lord does just that, um, provides the help that we need so that we can go out here and be examples and be the vessel, um, for the Lord and making sure that, you know, we're truly, choosing to live in holiness um, every day of our lives. Like I I know that it's not the easiest thing, especially as a post-trauma survivor. It's not the easiest thing to say, let me choose this way. And it's not that anything's wrong with you. It's that when behaviors and patterns are learned and when, you know, your body naturally comes up with a response to being or feeling hurt, or feeling rejected, or abandoned, or betrayed, and when you're triggered, those things usually um, are something that's learned over time. And once I started to have that awareness and started to work on myself, especially with healing and healing with God, with the Holy Spirit, with you know knowing Jesus and understanding you know, those healing testimonies, that's all in the gospels, you know, it took, it took some time, but it's still having the awareness and understanding of that 
still, you know, I struggle too. And I know that that's something that happens to many believers who have been through things, understanding, you know, the truth of I've been hurt. I've, I've been through some things, but, you know, I'm working, you know, on this sanctified life. I'm working on that. Like I, God is working through me and I'm trying to do my best to stay in holiness and choose what would Jesus do in hard situations and moments. So I definitely understand that. Today, we are going to discuss how to become a vessel for those who are a part of your trauma story. A lot of the times we have this story, whether, you know, it's, you know, some of our story is painful and some of our story is beautiful. And well, let me take that back. All of our story is beautiful. Even with the pain, even with the hurt, even with the trauma. And and I know, and I only can say that after healing. (laughs) I can only say that after seeing how God's hand was in the midst of my story and how God is using exactly what was meant for evil or what was meant to hurt me, you know, or what was meant to destroy me or kill me. You know, God used all of that for his good. Like he literally changed things to be used, you know, for me to be a vessel for him. And and, and I'm so grateful and I'm even flat out honored that God would even see me fit um, to carry out something um, such as, you know, this with trauma and testimony. And It took me a while, but I started to realize that God was making me a vessel and that without my story being what it was, that I wouldn't have the ability to speak on the level of trauma and walking in your testimony every day of your life post-trauma. I wouldn't have that ability without my story. And a lot of the times we want to, you know, count out what happened and, and and I understand it because that is definitely me. Like, God, why me? Why I had to go through this? Why did this have to happen? I don't understand. Like, let it go. Like, you know, I, I'll be good if it wasn't a part of my story. But when God calls us his own, there is a special thing about each one of us. And our story is the beauty of us because You know, like we talked a few episodes ago, our story is God's glory, meaning that God's going to get the glory out of our story. So, yes, sometimes there's going to have to be some stretching. Yes, sometimes there's going to have to be, you know, some some hard truths and some some hurt and some pain. And, you know, I think about what Jesus went through. And, you know, once you start thinking about what Jesus went through, it's like, who? Lord, like it, it, it humbles you. It, it, it does something to your heart where it's like, you know what, God, I can see how the beauty of just the pain that you want to make it purposeful for me, that through this, through Jesus, you're showing me that even my story can be brought back to life. Come on now. Like even what I have been through can be made good. Like you're showing me that I also have, you know, have that 
story that is going to go on for generations to come that I will be the vessel you know whether it's for my family whether it's for the healing for my children whether it's the healing for a nation of people we just all have to believe that the healing is done you know on a bigger magnitude than we think and I started to look at things that way because being the vessel, you have to know that it's really not about you. It's about God and it's about what God is doing for his people. And when you can heal in that, heal in knowing that God has you because God is working through you and you are a vessel, that you can understand that you're God. You can understand that, you know, I may face some things, you know, in this world. Like, I may face some things, but at the end of the day, God is going to take care of me. God is going to provide for me. God's hand is over my life. Like, God is protecting me in and out because God's going to get the glory. And God's going to protect and cover anything that he's getting the glory out of. You know, if we think about... Um, a story like Job, where there was a testing, where God, you know, clearly sent this testing to Job. And the hardest part of it all was that, you know, this was all happening. Job couldn't understand, you know, how I can go from clearly blessed to the suffering and the traumatic experiences of all of this suffering. And I, I'm, you know, I'm firm in knowing who God is, but at the same time, I'm struggling. I'm struggling in, in, in despair. I'm struggling in hurt and pain because this is the truth of what's happening right now. This is my circumstances and I see it clearly. I feel it clearly. But when you understand you're a vessel, just like Job, like I, I'm just reminded every time I read Job, I'm like, man, you know, even in response to his friends, you know, it was clear that Job's faith was still there. It was clear that Job understood who God was and, and that, you know, there was some ignorance with his friends and, and there wasn't a true intimate relationship with the Lord, with his friends. Like he was clear to understand that, you know, his intimacy with God was was still there, like was not forsaken. And, you know, sometimes when we're healing and we're understanding that we are the vessel through this, this process, cause it, it hits different when you've been through some things. And, and, and I sometimes used to ask God, like, would my life be different if I never experienced this trauma? And now you know, after spending so much time with the Lord on healing in my trauma, I had to understand that there was no better story than the story that I live now. There was no better story because that's how God intended it. And I started to see the beauty of what God was doing through my story. So it takes some time to, to get there, but understanding that you being a vessel, God gets the glory. So the first thing we're going to talk about with being a vessel for God, for those who are part of your trauma story, is the fact that we are to be examples to bring others to the Lord. 
Like we are the examples. And you may be the vessel for someone to seek God, or you may be the vessel that helps someone to return back to God. Because there's a lot of things that happen when hurt becomes involved in someone's life. And you know, that like that saying, hurt people hurt people. So once we know that people are part of your trauma story are hurt individuals. And I know (laughs) the first thing is like, well, yeah, I was hurt too, because that was my first initial reaction. Like, well, you know, I was the person that they hurt. (laughs) Lord, what do you mean? (laughs) You don't see me? But we have to understand that if God is placing it on your heart to reconcile things or to forgive or to go get the help that you need, whether it's therapy or reaching out to um, a spiritual mentor to get some guidance on how to heal from the situation that God is positioning you to really overcome this situation. And God is positioning you to be the vessel that he can birth something through. That healing is a birthing because birthing something means that you're you're coming into something new and you know we are a new creation in jesus christ we are so to become new and to understand that as well to live in that newness we have to be aware that living in that newness we are dying to our old selves. So there's a lot of clearing out that God is doing. There's a lot of healing that God is doing. There's going to be a lot of reconciling that God is doing because you are the vessel. So God's light is going to shine through you to influence others. For others to see the light like, wow, she didn't even hold or she or he did not even hold that against me and they forgave me and they, you know, have that light in it. It's going to sound crazy. It's going to look crazy. But then, you know, that craziness draws them to you to say, you know what? Maybe I need to do what they're doing. Or maybe I need, look, you know, through your life, it's like, look at their what their God is doing to them. And we have that many times in, in God's word where, you know, you have all of these kings or rulers who saying, well, maybe their God, you know, maybe we need to honor or worship their God because look at what happened to them. Like, you know, um, Daniel in the lion's den, like, look at his God, his God saved him from being devoured. Like it's things like that, that will help someone get through. And, and and I know, you know, and that's where you have to ask God to heal your heart on the situation and the matter at hand so that you can get the healing that you need. But at the same time, we're called to be examples. And we know this because of John 13 verses eight through seven. And this is so beautiful. I'm going to read it. And it was Jesus, you know, washing his disciples feet. Okay, and he was just telling them to be an example, just like him. He was teaching them how to live. And I mean, though, you know me, I'm like, ooh, Jesus even washed Judas feet. Like 
to know and Jesus knew that he would betray him, but still washed his feet. To know that someone still is going to hurt you, but still wash their feet. Still care for them like a friend. To still extend love. Okay? So, John 8 through 17. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Mm. Then, then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So as we can see, like suddenly Peter was like, no, you know, you should never wash my feet. Like you are Jesus. Like, come on now. Like, I'm okay. You know, imagine you're walking around, you know, all the time you're, you know, washing your feet, <laughs> you know, it's like, Jesus, it's okay. That's it's a lot of dirt there. It's a lot of things there. But the, the beauty of this reminds me, you know, cause I think you know, as I was sitting here and just reading it with my heart, you know, I started to see the beauty in, you know, that even the disciples, they were on feet following Jesus and a followers of Jesus, meaning that, you know, the path, like it's always like God will make our path straight, you know, from Proverbs, um, three, five through six, you know, we know that in our hearts, but it, it, speaks to the beauty of, you know, just the disciples, they were followers, you know, of Jesus. So Jesus was cleansing and purifying. Like think about everything the disciples had to go through. They left their lives, they left their lives behind. Whatever was happening before they had this encounter with Jesus, they left behind. They were coming into something new. So, you know, we always know Jesus as cleansing and purifying us. And in this instance, we're seeing where Jesus is doing that same thing. And we're reconciled to God through Jesus. And once we know that, and we can be the example to say, you know what, I understand this happened, but it is so much bigger to understand that I have to be the example just like Jesus was like, you know, clean me, purify me, 
make me whole, make me new, you know, and having that position and that posture with the Lord to say, you know what? I might not get it. I might not understand, but I definitely want you to live in me, Jesus. Like, I want you to live in me. And for you to live in me, I have to be just like the example that you set for me. I have to be just like it. And, you know, Jesus knew, as we can see from um, just the verses that we read, he knew that Judas would betray him. But even in feeling that, because as you continue to keep going on um, in John, you'll start to see, you know, Jesus' emotions and the feelings that he was having on predicting his betrayal. And a lot of the things that took place you know, you can kind of see, you know, those same feelings and emotions and also, you know, the the asking of, you know, are you going to do this to me? Is this betrayal going to, you know, it's, we, we all live that as well. Like we've lived that, especially with um, people in our trauma story, we may have been there as well. So, you know, we all should live like Christ you know, in our walk. And, and we have to take the time to reflect in that. We have to take the time to understand that, you know what, I have to choose a life that's lived in holiness. I have to choose what would Jesus do despite how I may feel. And the washing of the feet, this right here is so important because, you know, us reconciling things may be that one thing that may really get somebody closer to God. It may get them to change and, and understand, ooh, and understand their testimony. Because when you know that you have been in the wrong, when you know that you have sinned, and when you know that you have hurt someone else, but God still loves you and God's still there for you. You can then say, you know what? There is a God. There is a, a God that loves. There is a God that protects, that heals, that nurtures, that cares for me. Because it's nothing greater than knowing the Lord and accepting Jesus in your heart after you know that you've had a life that sh that you don't even deserve it. None of us deserve it, but it's like when your testimony proves that you didn't have to do anything but be you, even in all your <laughs> trouble, even in all your sinning, even in everything, but God still loves you and God is still drawing you near him. Trust me. It's going to be a testimony that's going to speak volumes to that other person in your trauma story to be drawn to the Lord. Mm. Another thing that'll help you with being the vessel is renewing your mind around healing. 
So one thing to do is asking God what healing looks like for you. Like, what does it look like? What does it look like? What is healing for you specifically? Because a lot of the times we think that a lot of us, even with reconciliation, with going back to deal with some pain, that we have to do it this way. We have to do steps A through through Z to get the healing that we need. But I'm a firm believer because it's happened to me in my life that God will design a specific healing plan, a healing treatment plan for you. Okay. For you, God has your steps ordered in your healing journey. Like God is not a one way fix all healing journey that's out there. Like, no, God will specifically start to speak to you on one thing. And then once, you know, that thing is dealt with, God will send you instructions and steps and you will start to be guided if you're positioning yourself for healing with God. So you have to pray and ask God what healing looks like for you. Another thing is to pray and seek revelation Like, God, reveal the brokenness of the pain and trauma from my past. You know, help me to see my relationships in depth. Help me to see why things may have happened. Sometimes a lot of us just need to really sit with God in the truth of our story. And that's okay. Next, asking God about how you can be who and what you long for in relationships. Because a lot of the times we seek, you know, something higher than the brokenness. We seek a relationship you know, that has reciprocity and genuineness and love and consideration. And we seek something higher than what we have experienced. And a lot of the times we want that just to come in our lives. But one thing I learned in my healing journey was, God, how can I become who and what I'm longing for? Mm. And through that, you'll start to see how God starts to work on your character. God starts to heal you and make you whole and make you um, his. God will start to work on those areas that may have felt painful. God will start to have you responding different, walking different, treating others different, just like he would. The next thing. Now, we're still talking about renewing of your mind around healing is to pray for those in your trauma story. Pray for them. I know the hardest thing is to pray for someone when you don't want to pray for them. And the most beautiful thing about it is God rejoices when you're praying about someone who is hurting, someone that needs to draw near God. 
pray for them. And this part honestly makes me emotional because I've prayed for a lot of people who have hurt me. And God has only shown himself faithful through me praying for them. Hardest thing to do. But God showed himself faithful because to this day, I'm starting to see turnarounds in those relationships. I'm starting to see how God is drawing them near him. I'm starting to see how their character is shifting. How God is even shifting our personal relationship. How me praying for those who hurt me, my relationship with God got deeper because I was able to talk to God about the things that were painting my heart, but praying for this person. And God was able to, through prayer, drop things on my spirit to pray for them about like things that I would never think, you know, this person is going through or this person would need prayer for. But that's what God does. God, God wants us to be examples so that we can show others how to love, how to live, how to be so that people can see the God in us. They can see that God, God has done a work in us so God can do the same in them. So pray for them. This last one is a lifelong journey and thing that I've learned is to be still and go as God guides. Sometimes you won't have sunny skies and rainbows every day in your healing journey. The healing won't always be easy, but if you dwell in God and if you stay there and you position yourself in stillness, doesn't mean that you're not doing what you need to do to heal. Doesn't mean that you're not showing up for the therapy appointment. Doesn't mean that you're not trying to build the relationships. Doesn't mean that you're not going to quiet time with God. It doesn't mean that you're not seeking the Lord on behalf of your heart and your healing. Being still is is staying in God, sitting with God, stilling your spirit to be with God, dying to your flesh in hard situations, in hard spaces. When you're triggered, staying in God. Being a vessel is going to require you to keep working on healing as much as necessary to get the help that you need as much as possible. Plan how you'll heal. If your plan is literally and you're praying and you're seeking God for how do you heal and God literally just says, I just need you to spend every morning with me, do that. If God, just like myself, sends you to therapy, go. I can remember the day God sent, like God sent me my therapist, my 
all both of my therapists, but my therapist from when I started um, true counseling, I always say, in 2018 for my past and my trauma, I can remember I did not want to go. And I could not even get out the words when the therapist called me to um, follow up. I could not even get out the words because I was crying so much because this was something I really did not want to do. But I knew that God wanted me to do it. And obedience was so hard during that process because I did not want to talk about hurt. I did not want to talk about pain. I did not want to talk about the things because the suffering was doing the most. But But I knew because there was an anchoring of peace in the midst of all of that, that I knew that God was there for me. And I knew that God was with me on my journey. And still to this day, still going through more intense work on my trauma compared to back then, that I still understand that there is an anchoring of peace now that God is with me so I can get the help that I need. And even with this, I'm reminded, you know, going, even getting my therapist, having my spiritual mentor, talking to her like a lot. I've, I've recognized that, you know, God will send the resources and the help that you need. And it may come in the form of a therapist. It may come in the form of a spiritual mentor, a spiritual mother or a spiritual father, or, you know, someone who really is a, is a really good friend who knows the Lord, who the Holy Spirit, you know, clearly speaks through. And it it just reminded me, um, of in Proverbs 15, 22, Plans fail for a lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. I know a lot of people use this and and may, you know, use this as a reference for, you know, planning out goals and things. But when, you know, I was reading this with my heart, I can just remember, you know, because I take my healing seriously. So I'm always planning on how I can get better, how I can, you know, become better, even with the Lord. Like I'm always praying to heal, you know, and how can, you know, in this area, how can I become a better friend, you know, even after having some traumatic things happen in friendships, how can I become a better mother, you know, knowing what happened in my story, you know, how can I become a better person, uh, you know, knowing that I've come with trauma and everything. So what I have recognized, even with that is planning that out and God sends things that we need. And I, and sometimes even in trauma, we have to, or post-trauma and recognizing and having the awareness of just what we have been through, we have to understand ourselves. We have to understand how we operate. Like many times I'm, I'm planning with God on healing because I don't want to do away with what God is sending. And I don't want to be blinded or have scales over my eyes because 
I'm not dying to my flesh, the flesh that does not want to heal, the flesh that is like, God, no, they don't deserve the forgiveness. And the flesh that it gets angry, let's be honest, I'm being honest with you, <laughs> that gets angry about, you know, having to let things go. So, you know, when I seen Proverbs 15, 22, it really helped me to put things into perspective that God will send the therapist, God will send the mentors, God will send those godly friendships, God will send the resources. And, you know, sometimes we wonder why you, why did you get that email where you were up at 322 AM? I mean, that's just an example at 322 AM randomly in the morning, or you'll wonder why someone reached out to you because they heard you speak on this and they have the exact resource that you need. It's God. Mm, 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 mm. So you will begin to learn that it is not about you. And we talk about that all the time. Like it's about what God is doing through you. And even at that, when God is working through you, God is, ooh, and what I, this came to my spirit, just came to my spirit, oh my gosh, is God is working through you. God is tending to the garden. Mm. God is taking out weeds and, and, and harmful chemicals that were put in the ground and God is replanting things and God is tending to your soil and, and God is making things in you new. And you know what, what I see and what um, the vision that I'm getting is just this whole garden that's flourishing and that's becoming so beautiful over time because God is, is taking out some things that do not serve you and do not align with him and is making everything for your good and God is healing and now the ground when seeds are, are there things can grow but before things couldn't grow because um, there was a lot of things holding you up Whew. because for us to be the vessel and for God to be in us and for us to you know be that light that someone sees there's a lot of work that has to be done within us there's a lot of healing that has to be done within us. And we have to lay those things to rest. And really not fight what God is doing. And draw near God when it's hard. Draw near God when healing seems like it's so overwhelming and draining. Mm. And understand that anything that operates out of you now as a vessel, God is going to get the glory out of it. So out of it. So if God is going to get the glory out of it, you know that it's going to be good. So now you have to start living like that. Now you have to start walking in that area. Now you have to start saying, you know what? I'm going to have to look at every situation when God is healing me and when I'm starting to go back into healing and, and my past trauma with God, I'm, I'm having to understand that God is going to get the glory out of it. So it got to be good. 
it gotta be good. It has to be good because God is good. Mm-mm-mm-mm. My prayer for you is that you'll come to know that you are a vessel for God and that trauma is not the end of your story. It's not the end of your story. It it happened. And now my prayer is that you seek God on behalf of what happened and that you get your healing testimony. Mm-hmm. Your healing testimony out of what happened. Mm. Go on and be the vessel. Be the vessel so God's love and light can shine through you. May his light and love clean up the areas within you that were broken, that were hurt, that is hurt, that is broken. May God clean it up so that you can radiate a light, a beautiful garden that other people are drawn to so that they can see the God that is in you. Mm. Mm. In Jesus' name, I pray that you get the help that you need, that you go to God with your healing journey and that you walk it out each day with him. That is all for this week's episode. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that it has impacted you in a very special way. Share this episode with a friend who may need inspiration in this area. Screenshot this week's episode and let us know what you think about this episode. And tag us on Instagram at trauma to testimony. If this did a tug on your heart, I want to invite you to stick around with us and join our email list and Healing Besties support community. The links are down in the show notes. And until next time, let's heal, bestie. Let's heal together. Heal with you next week.